Thank you so much. We're so glad that you're here. One more hour of election week, Glenn. And then well, it's over. Well, no, then we have election next week, and then it's election month. No way, what? Well, we, got, we do have a runoff coming in January. <laughs> when is Thanksgiving? How many weeks December. away are we from Thanksgiving? Two? Is, is it, it just is next it week? No, wait. So next week, one more week, and then oh. Thanksgiving. That's right. Are you traveling at all, or are you, are you staying at home, doing a family thing at Yeah, home? doing a family thing at home. Yeah, we're going to yeah. be around this area as well. Yeah. I, I love Thanksgiving. We're getting into that period now where every weekend, my wife has scheduled 4,400 oh Christmas events. Oh, my gosh. I've, which I, 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 and I, I start next it. week. I start next week. Yeah. 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 We have one yeah. this weekend that we had planned and, but my son's seconds. baseball tournament is at the same time. And it's like, it's crazy that as a person who grew up in the Northeast, the fact that you'd have baseball scheduled and a Christmas event scheduled at the same time. It's crazy. Is crazy. Like it's mind blowing right. that my son has that. And I mean, it just got cold today. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was hot yesterday. It was, you yeah. know, 70s, 70, 70, 80s. Yeah. yeah. And it was like 50 when I got up and 30 tonight when by the time we get home. And you don't understand how terrible that's. People in the Northeast are like 50. That's the yeah. best day of my next six months. I know. And it's not the, here. Not here. Not here. No. And the problem is, you know, you get dressed in shorts and then you walk outside and you're like, good heavens, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> it just switches. 24 hours gone. As if that is your real name. It's Friday, the Glenn Beck program. There's some big news about January 6th and the FBI. Kind of some big news. We'll tell you about it in 60 seconds. So apparently the central banks have added 399 tons of physical gold, about a billion and a half dollars in this last quarter. It's a record amount, in case you didn't know. So, you know, my grandfather used to always say, uh, do what rich people do. If we could have just known what the rich were doing, we could have, you know, gotten in on that before the collapse. Well, the rich seem to be moving money towards gold. 399 tons of physical gold has gone to the central banks. Of course, not our central bank. We're not buying gold. Why would we buy gold? America, we don't need gold. We're selling gold. We're selling gold. So, hey, who's China, you want some more gold? <laughs> Look at those suckers buying gold now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would say, I would make an addendum to what my grandfather taught me. If we only knew what the rich were doing, the wise rich were doing, uh, we might have followed them and uh, not been in the same situation that we were in during the Great Depression. Well, here you go. Now, to celebrate the launch of the new product and to support you, Goldline is including at no cost five silver rounds. That's an ounce of silver, 
five copper rounds with every tube of the new quarter ounce gold Mayflower commemorative. Now, this is the uh, the second coin in the series. I designed it with the Mayflower. It's the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower. It's based on an old U.S. coin. And on the back is the Ben Franklin seal of America that he was pushing for, the one with Moses parting the waters. So you can get that now and get the uh, extra perks on it at goldline.com. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Well, let me see. Um, Stu, I, you know, I don't even know if this is even worth mentioning. You know, it's so not a big deal. Um, but uh, apparently the, um, the FBI had uh, informants. Uh, in fact, one of them uh, was an FBI official that was uh, the, the, the number two guy in the Oath Keepers. Hmm. Yeah, it's a weird story. No, no, no. <laughs> it, well, sorry. For the, every point of my life, except the last couple of years, it would have been a weird story. Yeah. Turns out one of the top people in Oath Keepers, their vice president, was an FBI informant. Now, here's the bombshell. Quote, according to the New York Times, end quote, mm. an FBI informant was embedded for months in the inner circle of Stuart Rhodes, the leader of the Oath Keepers militia. Remember, Oath Keepers went to jail, but not the leaders of the Oath Keeper. Remember that? And we're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Well, apparently we know now. Um uh, the informant, Greg McWhirter, served as the Oath Keeper's vice president, was secretly reporting to the FBI about the group's activities in the weeks and months leading up to the Capitol attack. But that wasn't all. Mr. McWhirter, the second known FBI confidential source who was in a position to provide information to the federal agents about the Oath Keepers before January 6th, is raising questions now about why the FBI didn't know more about the attack on the Capitol. Or did they? Near the start of Mr. Rhodes' trial, Abdullah Rashid, a former Oath Keeper from West Virginia, told the jury that he became alarmed by the violent language Mr. Rhodes used during a video conference with members of his group in November 2020 and provided the FBI and provided the FBI with a recording of that call. The more I listened to the call, Mr. Rashid testified, it sounded like we were going to war against the United States government. The officials at the FBI did not respond to Mr. Rashid's initial attempts to contact them and only reached out to him after January 6th. Now, Stu, when I made a joke about you... And it was interpreted as making a joke about a this. presidential candidate. Yes, I remember this. How long did it take to have the Secret Service question us? Was it even hours? I think it was during the show. Mm -hmm. It began during the show. So here's a guy where the FBI has people planted inside saying, guys, I got a tape where it looks like in November... Looks like we're going to war against the Capitol and the United States government. You guys should have this. And no one contacted them. No interest. Hmm. 
The FBI also had a a confidential source in Kansas City chapter of the Proud Boys in the months leading up to January 6th. That person, a low-level member of the far-right group, marched with other Proud Boys into the Capitol on January 6th. But in meetings with the government before the Capitol was stormed, he told investigators that the organization had not planned to attack the building and stop the certification of the 2020 election. That was in addition to the fact that the head of the Proud Boys had also been a government informant and was arrested before January 6th. Even the New York Times snuck in the obvious question here. If the FBI had all these contacts and they were claiming it was some prior plot, why wasn't it stopped beforehand if it was a seditious conspiracy? And not a spontaneous riot. Hmm. Let me give you another story out today. This story also is about the FBI. This comes from Tabibi and uh, Substack. The FBI's transformation from national police to domestic spy agency, part one. Late on an October morning in a quiet neighborhood near Daytona Beach, Florida, FBI agent Steve Friend sits in his kitchen, fidgeting. He's wiry, an energetic man, built like a marathoner, not muscled up, but exuding fitness, not a sitter. This is not a person meant for desk work, much less staying home all day, but as a whistleblower whose name has been all over the media after a complaint about a statistical manipulation and other problems in the January 6th investigations, this will be his lot for a while. By that morning, the first rush of news stories about Friend's case already have passed. CNN and MSNBC demonized him. Fox hailed him as a hero, but the furor was beginning to die down. What a whistleblower talks about in this inevitable moment will say a lot about his or her motivation. Looking out a window into the stillness of the suburban neighborhood, Friend shook his head. I love my job, he said, sighing. I was living my best life as an FBI agent. I was coming home every day. My kids were my biggest fan club. Daddy, daddy, did you put the bad guy in jail? And I thought, man, this is it. This is the guy who was whose name was being put on cases. They were they were changing the way the FBI did cases. They were putting them all into uh, a, a D.C. bureau, all under, but they were in using other people's names like friend, and he wouldn't investigate at all. It was all done, but his name was on it as the guy who was supposed to be heading it up, but he wasn't. He said this is the way that you could make uh, domestic terrorism cases look like they were exploding all over. And he said, if I took if I if they took any of these cases to court, they would lose because they would ask. And how involved were you in this investigation as the agent overseeing? And he'd say, I have nothing to do with it. And the case would fall apart. He's a target of uh, the FBI now for telling the truth. The FBI has gone awry. Our nation, all of our our institutions have gone awry. This is why it is so important next Wednesday, a special two-hour commercial-free special, Targets of Tyranny. This is something that we have been putting together for quite some time. 
um, we have, I think it's three or four people, four people that have been busted illegally. FBI seized a million dollars from a small business owner, never charged them with a crime. And uh, fortunately for them, they're one of the very few that fought back. The FBI gave them all kinds of chances. You know what? If you just admit guilt here. And they're like, no, we are not doing that. And they were destroyed, destroyed. The FBI is now making the process the punishment. So we have one couple that had their money taken from them. An ATF inspector who was caught spying on the records of legal gun owners at a gun store. And then when they questioned anything, they recommended the gun store owner business license be revoked. So there's ATF, FBI. There's a father who lost custody of his twins after he objected to transitioning his son into a girl. His son was, I, I can't remember now, eight, I think. Mom was in with all of the psychiatrists and, uh, and uh, psychologists, so she had the advantage there. You'll hear his story. And you're going to hear the story of the, um, the couple that the FBI busted down their door, took their computers, took their cell phones. Um, they were supporters. They were in um, the capital city, and I use that term intentionally, the capital city. Uh, they were in there on January 6th, but they were never inside the Capitol, but they were accused of stealing Nancy Pelosi's laptop. We have put together interviews with these people, and they're going to be on set with me. And then we also have Mike Lee, who's going to be there and say, this is where they violate the Constitution. Then we have a couple of attorneys that are saying, here's exactly what you do if the police, FBI, ATF, or anybody else comes knocking at your door. This is what you say. This is what you don't say. Um, we have the people that have gone through it. And we have that FBI whistleblower because he refused to join a raid on, on a January 6th subject. And he has a real interesting solution to curb further abuse of the power by the feds. That is next week, next Wednesday, on my Wednesday night special. Clear your cal calendar. Tell everybody you know. Tell your friends. Make sure they're watching. If you're not a member of the Blaze, this is a great time to sign up. We've extended the uh, election uh, discount here. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code STANDUP for 30% 30 30 off. That's 30 bucks off of your year's subscription. And believe me, we are bringing you information um, that you will not get anyplace else. And it is important information. Also, I will tell you, your Blaze membership is important because we have got to stay in touch with one another. By the way, um, if you're a Blaze member, you can already hear my interview with Benjamin Netanyahu. And yesterday, we launched Off the Record, a live chat uh, where you can hang out with, well, yesterday it was me, but it will be all your favorite Blaze TV host. No topic was off the table. Um, you know, you, you want to talk about the Great Reset Free from big tech censorship. Uh, Steve Dace is going to be doing one. And 
You'll get all of the information that you need. Yesterday, we talked about a lot about the election. I just answered your questions, and, uh, and we're very frank because we don't have anyone standing between us if you're a Blaze TV subscriber. So if you missed that yesterday, you'll be able to find it on Blaze TV. It's a new perk for the uh, subscribers. It's off the record. Look for it there on the front page. All right, back in just a minute. All right, if you want to get the best in skincare, you need GenuCell. Let's hear from Julia, who lives in Arlington, Texas. She says, I've been using GenuCell's most popular products recently. I went to get a facial, and the technician said I have impeccable skin. She's seen 20-year-olds who don't have skin as nice as mine. We're getting close to the holidays now. What a great gift GenuCell is. Given it away to many, many people over the years, and they've always been super happy. Love it. Uh, basically, it's going to help you help your skin be uh, as smooth and supple as possible you can get rid of uh, things like wrinkles dark spots dry skin sagging jawlines facial redness even those frustrating under eye bags and puffiness and with its immediate effects genucell guarantees results in as little as 12 hours or you get your money back treat yourself to the only skincare products you will ever need from now till thanksgiving you can get genucell's most popular package for 70 percent off at genucell.com back every most popular package uh, includes uh, GenuCell's correcting serum, free when you add to your card. So go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. All orders upgraded to free express shipping. GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, so as we leave you for the week, um, we I want to get a last take from Stu on the um, the Congress because both of us are a little concerned that I mean it might be two twenty it it might not even go to the Republicans at this point. Yeah, I mean two twenty as Bill O'Reilly came out and he said, yeah, I think it's going to be two twenty, and like everyone's like, oh yeah, they're most likely going to get it. That makes me really nervous. Two twenty is only three seats ahead of what, or two seats ahead of what you need. You need to get to 218, right? So 220 to 215 would be the split if they can get to 220. And 220 is about what most experts are predicting here. But, I, you know, I, you go through, just tell me your confidence level of this scenario right now. Okay, this is the right. real scenario. This is exactly what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. There's 211 seats for Republicans. Need to get to 218. 211 mm-hmm. already called. So we'll take all those as, as gospel. There's three races I can identify where the Republican is the clear favorite, I, I think you could say they're the favorites. They not guaranteed win, but favorites. So 214. 214. Then you have three more races that are questionable, but are in Republican-leaning districts pretty, pretty solidly. Okay. I say we take them. You could take them if you want. <laughs> I wouldn't say they're sure things, but that gets you to 217. Uh-huh, one uh-huh, below what uh-huh, you need. Uh-huh. After that, we've got... Four, what I would say, are pure toss-up races. Could go either way. I mean, like, to the point of, like, it's it would be a total coin flip. And are they in which leading uh, kind of areas? toss-ups, I can see, I can look at my list here real quick. You've got a, a one I know is... Uh, Don't say California. Some of them Don't are in California. Don't say California. Some of them are in California. You've got some Colorado in there. Well, um, it depends in California and Colorado where you are. It does. Where those districts are. Right, but... You know, you got an Oregon in there. The point and again, Oregon depends right, on where it, it is. Right. It could be good, 
But again, I'm putting them in the toss-up category because we're looking at basically 50-50 races. So we've already passed the hurdle of whether it's a good or bad district. It's a 50-50 district. Could go either way. Does anybody else need a weekend? Then you've got eight questionable races, but solid to leaning Democrat. 12 where the Democrat is the clear favorite. And then 194 Democrat called races. So you put all that together and you get a scenario where, okay, let's just say you'd be relatively optimistic. You get the 214 that's locked in. You got to pick off all four of the questionable ones. Yes. Or some some combination Mm -hmm. of four questionable and three toss ups. You're Mm going to need to get four out of those seven. Mm -hmm. Possible? Sure. Mm -hmm. But I mean, would you you want to bet your life on that? Yes. I want to bet. And then the rest of them are all Democratic leaning. So you got seven left. You got to win four of them. Not impossible. They will win some of them. They are. You think when you got seven, you got a good chance to pick off some of them. Sure. They could pick off one of the Democratic leaners. Sure. But to look at this as if like I am 100% positive Republicans are going to win the House is not the way I would look at this right now. And that's going to be catastrophic. You know, we looked at this as I've looked at this election right now as we didn't get the red wave, but I didn't think there was going to be a big red wave. I thought it would be a, a, a favorable election for Republicans. You can make the argument it wasn't a disaster if they can get the House, right? Then in split, there's a lot of positives that come out of that scenario. We'll see. Right now, the betting markets believe there's a 93% chance the Democrats will win the Senate and a 91% chance the Republicans will win the House. So the experts, the people putting their money in it, they still believe Republicans will do it. But to give you the, the, the actual sort of district by district detail there, that's a little scary, isn't it? I mean, are you at all terrified by, by those prospects? I'm not terrified. I'm not terrified. Oh, you ask okay, me, Gandhi. You, you asked me... Am I willing to bet your life on it? Yes, I'm willing to bet your life on it. Oh, wow. So that's not, it's not, uh, not helpful. you should be terrified. I'm not terrified at all. It's your life that we're betting. Uh, no, I, uh, I just believe that in the end, as long as we all did everything we had to, it's going to work out uh, in our favor some way or another yeah, we'll long term. Sure. In, in, in an existential sense, you're correct. I, I agree with and you. And that's, I think, where we need to live. Yes, that might be the right It thing. is the place we need to live, I really think. But think about this. If, let me give you a bad scenario for a second, because I like doing this to you. If, let's say the Republican. He says that I'm, I'm gloom and doom. But when, <laughs> when I'm looking for a little ray of sunshine, I'm like, hey. He comes in and he's like, let me stomp on your dreams. If the Democrats somehow get the House and if they win these three Senate races, which they could, they're going to have a shut up. So now let me mention or a cinema to spare on these multi-trillion dollar spending bills. Let me ask you this. What happens if we lose the House but win the Senate? <laughs> it's really <laughs> unlikely, but uh, you know, it is possible. It is possible. It is possible. I wouldn't bet your life on it. Well, yes, I would. I you would bet, bet your my life. life on it. Oh, I wow. would bet your life on it. I'm willing to bet your life that it's a hundred percent Senate uh, rule. I mean, with a hundred different Republican senators, I'll bet your life. On that. Uh, who are you individually, and are we being for if, um, uh, pushed into a some sort of collectivism? The answer is, yeah, yeah. But it is our identity as an individual that makes all the difference in this country, at least. 
Cyber criminals trade not only what you have, but also who you are. They want your name. They want your individual identity, not the collective. They want you. So when it happens, the collective doesn't get hurt alone. You get hurt and you're left alone many times going, what do I do now? How do I fix this? I want to offer you, I think, the top of the line in cybersecurity. It is um, it is LifeLock. They're, I think, the best in identity theft. They monitor everything they can. They can't do all of it. And they do everything they can to keep you safe. And then if somehow or another something slips through, they have a restoration team to stand there with you and help clean everything up if, God forsake, your, uh, your information is hacked into. So... Here it is, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25% now. It's been an exhausting week, I imagine, for you as well as everybody else. Um, it, has, uh, it has put us through the ringer. Um, and I, I've been thinking about you a lot um, this week when I did the, the coverage. Uh, it, was, it was difficult to do our election night coverage because immediately natural man's instinct is to immediately uh, find fault and blame and, uh, and declare the path we must go on. The older I get, the more... Uh, I realize how foolish I was to, you know, demand that this path be taken or thinking that in my arrogance that I was right about everything. And the more I realize that there is a God and almost everything in my life. Uh, I mean, honestly, if I would have gotten everything I would have wanted, I would have been married to Farrah Fawcett for a while. Um, you know, uh, so it's a good thing that I didn't, I don't get my way all of the time. Although that one, I'm still a little you know, upset about God, but, um, I know that everything in my life that I have thought it has to happen this way, or I want it to happen this way. When it doesn't happen, I, uh, it takes me a while, but I usually look back and go, holy cow. Look how that worked out. And the biggest example for me is Donald Trump. Look how that worked out. I didn't see anything but disaster coming. But look how that worked out. Um, when, when we have Joe Biden not winning, I would have really liked Donald Trump to be president of the United States today. But uh, that's not the way it worked out. We have Joe Biden as president. But even this will work to... God's advantage in some way or another, we will look back and we will say, wow, never thought that. You're an amazing audience. People have told me, you know, you attract who you are. I don't think so. I don't think so. Cause I think as an audience, you are much better than I am. Uh, you're amazing. You have helped rescue people from Afghanistan. I mean, you have played the role of Oscar Schindler. Even though you don't know that, you have. 
you give and serve when there are hurricanes and disasters. And nobody ever points that out. Nobody ever says anything. You spring into action whenever there is a need. I am constantly amazed by your tenacity, even in the face of your heartaches and your worries and your disappointment. Disappointment this week was kind of huge. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's because we just hoped for more or we expected more for sure. Um, and we painted a bright horizon of political hope. And while there was some good news, the red wave didn't happen like we hoped for. But let's wait till it's all counted and done. Because I think there are many bright spots as well. I think the biggest disappointment for me this week is to realize there are so many people who see a completely different future for America. And I mean, it's not like, you know, this was as close as we ever got to a real debate. And I've said for years, I would love, I'd love Mike Lee or Ted Cruz and Bernie Sanders to debate. And let's debate real socialism. You know, let's really debate what the left wants to do and, and really go deep and then let people choose. This is the closest we've ever been to that. And people are hurting. And I, I just can't get my arms around how many people can choose darkness and chaos. But I'm sure they feel the same way about us. One of the discussions that we had on our election coverage on the blaze was whether Biden Biden was the worst president in history. Oh, there was an argument for Woodrow Wilson. I'll, I'll let you know. But that can be debated in a dozen different ways. But regardless if Biden is the worst or not, we are surely living in what is a very complicated, complex and challenging time, to say the least. And that leaves, I think, almost everybody in America, overwhelmed and exhausted. And as we discuss the politics of the moment, and we, we saw that the politics of the moment are horrendous, I think it was Jason Whitlock that brought up with tears in his eyes the evil that surrounds us and how insidious it is, how blatant it is. And many of our fellow Americans are willing to choose that. It's no longer, you know, uh, safe, rare, and legal. It's I celebrate. Come on, let's all go have an abortion. And not just an abortion, but an afterbirth abortion now. I can't believe how many people are choosing this with their, with their eyes supposedly wide open. It is truly like they have scales on their eyes. And they're destroying the world, the world that we have struggled to pull ourselves out of this darkness for centuries. And so many of us are running around trying to put out fires that it seems to be gobbling up our world if we, if we lose focus on the bigger picture. So how do we lift ourselves up out of immorality and anger and arrogance and greed and hatred and jealousy and fear that is gripping our nation and the world? I mean, the culture is crumbling around us. I just had a conversation with my wife yesterday and said, honey, it is everywhere. It is everywhere. There is no space. 
There is no place where you are safe. It's everywhere. But now is the time we need to focus more than ever on things that are real, eternal, true. Things we taught we were taught when we were kids, things of God. We need to pay attention to our spiritual self and not trust the doctrines of man anymore. We have to seek and delight in the truth. We need to find our joy in truth. We have to turn away clearly from the deception that is all around us. I'm not angry with those people who voted to kill babies after birth. But I will stand against what they do and what they believe. And I will call them out as an example of what happens when people lose their way from truth and decency and God. And I know I am on the right side of history because we have been here before. We fought a battle this week. The, the smoke hasn't even cleared yet. We don't know what the count is. But one battle is not a war. And if you start stop fighting this battle at any point. We will lose the war. We just have to be smarter. We have to be kinder. We have to never play that game. Because once you start walking into evil, it will suck you in because it is dark. If we want to save our way, uh, our way of life, we have to lift ourselves up out of this world, even this America that was so noble. Lift ourselves out of that because it's going down into places we don't want to go. And it means giving away all of our own shortcomings and foibles. We can't focus on the lack of nobility of others. Because that assumes that we're noble and I don't think I am. We have to lift ourselves and our families to a more noble place. We must emotionally, mentally, spiritually rise above the immorality that is penetrating every surface of our country. As we live in the world, but focus beyond the world. And if we do this in the right spirit and align our hearts with his will, not ours, we will be blessed with the charity and the humility and the generosity and the kindness and the self-discipline and the peace inside of ourselves. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. That doesn't mean there won't be any wars it means there will be peace in our hearts and that is what's needed to overcome the darkness around us after a tough week i i ask you i i did this this morning i i said you know lord i haven't talked to you as much as i needed to this week i apologize for that Let God and others know through your prayers and your actions that you are serious about prevailing against the status quo. Steal yourself. Ask God to enlighten your mind and send you all the help you need. Today, our job is not just to save the republic, 
Today, our job, just as importantly, is to prepare ourselves and those around us for what is coming. We have to be ready and worthy for the tasks ahead. I don't know what I actually believe about the times that we're living in, because I think people have thought these things many times, and they were always wrong. So we're probably wrong if you think maybe, maybe. But if it is, we were the ones chosen to prepare the way. And that's not going to be done with anger and hatred. We have to rejoice in our agency. And by example, leave, lead those who want it to value their agency. Increase our faith in God and in those who are choosing a righteous path. I don't have any enemies. You are not an enemy of mine. You may be an enemy of his, but he solves that. But I will not go with you down a path. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to make the choices I can make. I'm not going to make the choices for others. We have to take care of our daily needs. We have to look for the needs in others. We have to be surrounded by people of like mind. Hear me on that. So don't let the events of this week stop you in any way, cloud you, slow you down, confuse you. You must become who you have been called to be. And here's the good news. You know, the founders saved this country or started this country with under 20%. No matter how you look at it, win or lose, 50% of the country knows this is wrong, knows what's happening. There are those who are claiming it's spiritual darkness, but they are on the side of taking people's choice away. And I mean their choice to live their life, not their choice to kill a baby, but their choice to live their own life, to have their own opinion, to follow the dictates of their conscience. That, that is the dark side if you are trying to squash those things. God does not call us as a collective. He calls us each in our own time as an individual. Find strength in him, strength and hope in one another. Because there are millions all around us, just like you, that are standing up. Do you remember that one time, it was a while back, when you didn't have to take out a loan to go to the grocery store? Yeah. These days, saving money uh, is really all time. You have to save money all times. And now you can save money and still do the things that you have to do, like shop for groceries, save money, eating in a restaurant, save money, filling your car up, save money. That's what you'll get from Upside. It's an app that you'll find at the App Store. Upside is an amazing app. It is absolutely free. They do not share your information with anyone. 
It will actually save you money on gas and groceries and dining out. All you have to do is download it and use the promo code BECK. You'll automatically get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. And from there, you just find an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at the business, and when you pay, you get paid. It's easy, and you feel the results right where it counts in the wallet. Download the free Upside app right now. Go to the App Store, just look for Upside, download it, use the promo code BACK, and you'll get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. That's 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. All you have to do is download the, the, uh, download the app Upside. Go to the App Store, Upside, and use the promo code BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. This is the Glenn Beck program. Yesterday I failed to mention the, I think it was the 427th birthday of the Marine Corps, but I stopped, honestly, I stopped counting after 300. Um, so... Uh, happy birthday to the Marines yesterday, belated, and uh, today is uh, Veterans Day, and um, our thoughts and our prayers and our thanks go out to all of our veterans, uh, all those that serve uh, and protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. Our thoughts and our prayers are with you. We love you. We support you. Thank you for everything that you've done. On another note, since since when have Texans canceled a parade for veterans because it was a little rainy? <laughs> it's just been canceled here in Dallas because it's rainy. Hello? Good heaven. I can't go out and watch a parade for the veterans. I don't know. It's a little rainy. I could get wet. I'm made of, I'm, I'm made of sugar. The Glenn Beck Program.